It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast, the Internet's finest, you know, mostly sort of college football podcast. I will introduce us, even though you probably know who we are. I'm Spencer Hall, founder of Every Day Should Be Saturday, and uh, SB Nation at large person. Uh, joining us, uh, college football editor Jason Kirk. Say hello, Jason. Hey, how y'all been? I mean, we've been pretty good. I, I imagine the readers have probably been pretty good, too. College football season winding down. Uh, lots of other things to do. Lots of outside interests. Like, I mean, Jason, you and I don't have them anymore. No, Jason, when you said lots, I was, like, panicking. Like, oh, shit. Was I supposed you, to have those? If I'm supposed to get those, is that a company requirement? No, that was not a company requirement. Ryan, however, uh, does have a few interests. He's with us. Ryan Nanny, live from Brooklyn. Say hi, Ryan. Hi. Um, yeah, that, this is why summer reading lists should be for adults and not – like, kids got to go to school the whole – you know, most of the year. They got to put in all that work. Summer should be a time for them to just sort of do whatever they want, not do extra homework. But summer reading lists, that would be perfect for – like college football media members just be like, yeah, why don't you take a little break? And, you know, oh, look, Alice Monroe. Oh, aren't you glad you did something different? Good for you. Great job. Look at that. You got an interest. You did something outside. It's good. You should diversify uh, because we've discussed this. College football, the season itself, it is about as long as it should be. It is. It I is think the, it's it is the perfect length. Yes. I will hear arguments that it's not distributed properly. For example, that some parts of the universe contain less actual matter than others. That's fine. We've all seen, like, you know, week five when we turn up and go, Ugh. <laughs> what the hell is this? But still, though it is not distributed perfectly, it's about the perfect length, which you, you think that the NFL just, like, figured this out this year, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, because it's important to remember that 
for the last couple of years, before this season at least, the NFL was seriously considering adding more games to their schedule. They were pushing for 18 games or more preseason or additional playoff spots. Like they, they really wanted to drag that sucker out even longer. And I think this year they sort of like, oh, well, yeah, there was, there was an entire month where you could have ignored our sport and missed nothing of particular consequence. And that doesn't seem ideal. So I, I think they understand that they have to s- sit where they are, but college football is just clean. You know, we do what a little over three months play the then play the the very short but important playoff games then we're done yeah like everybody likes having lots of sports on for a long time um look at bowl game ratings if you don't believe me because people will watch fucking anything but to me the best example is that one strike shortened nba season from like five years ago or so the season started right around christmas day Mm -hmm. and like it was it was awesome the NBA season, a nice, short, brief NBA season. Players stay healthy. And that's basically you know, when the NBA season up. starts now anyway. Like, I think the NBA is fully aware that until we get past the holidays, yeah, they're they're just, you know, it's good for the diehards, but everybody else is sort of just trickling in after that. Yeah, like, player, like <laughs> veteran players are literally playing themselves into shape for, like, the first two months of the season. We can lose that. We can lose that two months. Like, if college basketball started in mid-January, I would probably pay attention to it. But as it is, I, I, I don't. That's fine. I'll, I'll yeah, I, watch I really – I don't understand the – I mean, I, I, I guess my mental conditioning, my attention conditioning isn't quite what it should be. My time management skills are off. I have no idea who those people are who in November start double dosing college basketball and college football. I, you know, you see them float by like, oh man, Villanova looks good. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, <laughs> good God. I can't, yeah, I, I can't even handle the damn scores ticker. Like, oh shit, UConn's destroying somebody again. Dear God, you're putting fries on your sandwich. This is insane. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't, I can't do it. I've never been able to do it. It's not even a matter of, age or specialization I've never been able to pay attention to college basketball and, and that goes for march like march is a lot i'm like i don't know if you're 64 teams i don't know where any of these people are from that's great it seems to me this the state of north carolina cares a great deal about this <laughs> so as we enter the off season and and you're going to think at some point listener man i really wish it was a college football saturday just recognize that the scarcity is part of what makes it so enjoyable the fact that we just get we just get enough it's it's sort of like um you know when they show you a picture of what a normal dinner portion is supposed to look like and you're like oh that's not what i put on my plate but that's because science understands this is what you actually need to feel satiated and if you go overboard you're going to have a bad time and the nfl is like yeah once you have some more you're good come on stuff it in there big boy yeah and the the artificial uh, how do, how do I put this? The, the high demands placed on teams. Like if you lose more than one game, you're done. Like now you're playing for the damn citrus bowl or something that you don't get that in other sports. The Packers started the NFL season three and four, and now they are illegitimate contenders for the NFC championship and should probably just not play this game <laughs> on Sunday. I, I, I don't recall who they're playing. Um, hmm. But no team with with four or five or however many losses the Green Bay Packers have um, should be allowed to compete for the Super Bowl. That would never happen in a sport as pure as college football. Yeah. Additionally, I do 
I do like this. I enjoy that there are a number of people in the NBA who don't really even start playing until like three weeks before the playoffs. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed that there are actual differences between like, I love, and I know that this is going against what we argued, but there was one place where I love it. It's in the NBA because in the NBA, you get the Spurs who will come to town. People will buy tickets to watch them and they will sit five of their most important players because they are managing the season. I love the open contempt for the viewer (laughs) that that is like, San Antonio signs three guys out of the Greek league to play the last two weeks of the season because they're like, no, we got to see. We're good. You know what? If the, if the season was, I don't know, 60 games instead of 82, I bet you they wouldn't do that shit. Uh, I bet they still would. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Duncan would play about 40 years. I know. It's a 52 year old Tim Duncan, 12, 10 and eight every single night. Thanks to the good time management. Plus, plus switch, switch to the other side. If you root for a shitty team, think about how much nicer it is to have a short season. My God. Like if, yeah, if think you about were, the luxury of being Notre Dame football fan right now. If you were a Missouri, oh, yeah. if you were a Missouri fan this year, this nothing was fun about this year in Missouri football, but it got it finished. It wrapped up. <laughs> that shit was done. If you were an Oregon fan. Like you got to just go straight to the coaching search part. It was you didn't have to drag it out for an extra two months. Hmm. You, you know we should probably discuss something Oregon related. I think it'd be a nice segue here. Don't Nicely done, Ryan. Good job, I, Ryan. Thanks. Yeah, that's good. Uh, if you did not see earlier this week, uh, over the weekend, uh, workouts at the University of Oregon, conducted by the new strength and training staff, they, they had. Um, I don't want to say. The desired effect, the designed effect, the in, the inadvertently designed effect, the, predict- because three the players- predictable but unfortunate effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Ariel Odorende, the strength coach, has been suspended after three of them went to the hospital with rhabdomyolysis. Rhabdomyolysis. This term may sound familiar to you. It's uh, especially if you have been suckered into the grand cult that is CrossFit. Which uh, I think two out of the three of us on this podcast have been correct. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. We've all, we've all been there. Like, what? Why are why are you going to be ashamed of living through a time? J- I that's mean, why you live through I history. Feel, I feel like Jason worked in a grocery store for long enough that he didn't need it. Yeah, I moved pallets and bags of ice and stuff. It's mm, the same. You, and and lifted very dangerously, like standing <laughs> on a stack of milk crates mm, and like hoisting a forty pound bag of dog food. That's CrossFit, right? That's definitely CrossFit. Did you do it a Did you do it a lot with poor coaching? Oh no, coaching whatsoever. Oh, that's even more man. That's even more at, libertarian at, fitness. At like four fifteen a.m. Like yeah, oh, this is this is extremely cro- now. Now, did you pay a lot of money to do this? Uh, well, the thing is, they paid me. No, sorry, so not not CrossFit. No, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Poser, poser CrossFit now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Odorinde's been suspended because three of them had rhabdo. Rhabdo, uh, you may be familiar with if you uh, have done CrossFit, uh, kind of a lurking ghost in the CrossFit community from time to time. Somebody would turn up with rhabdomyolysis, and a reporter would get very excited about it because uh, it's a story of somebody working too hard and of muscle tissue being broken down in the body through stress. Basically, that's, what happens is your stomach falls out of your butt. That's that's Jason's not a doctor. 
He's not a medically licensed professional in any sense of the word, nor a trainer, correct? But he, but he also didn't pay to do CrossFit, so he's more qualified mm-hmm. than you or I. In in knowledge, no. In judgment, yes. Okay, fair. So this is this is he has been suspended, which uh, this is this is not an unfamiliar issue to college football. Now, how long ago <laughs> do you think this strength and conditioning coach was hired? Mm, um, I'm going to guess six weeks. Jason, do you have a guess? Well, the previous strength coach was there for like a decade or two because at Oregon, they tend to hang on to coaching staffs for really, really long time. He'd, he'd, he'd been there for 30 years. So Yeah. Yeah, so they were still doing like, um, they were we'll still see. wearing like warm-up socks and like headbands and. Jack LaLanne. They were doing all the yeah, Jack yeah, LaLanne yeah. shit. Yeah, um, yeah they, they were doing squat squat jumps and doing deadlifts with like the hex bar. Yeah. T- t- today, January 17th, uh, when we're recording this podcast, is his sixth day on the job. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> like shit, man. You, holy hell. Do you even know the names of the players you just sent to the hospital? Like, walked in the door and just stabbed somebody on your first... It's Oregon. It's not jail. No, wait. He had been on the job six days today, correct? Correct. Yeah, I mean... So that means, like, first workout. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, even though the coaching staff has been there, you know, players, they didn't have ball practices. So, winter, you know, winter, winter, uh, winter drills is the first uh, hands-on experience there. And the uh, there was a perhaps coincidental, but it sure seemed like a complimentary piece. It was a report in, I believe, Oregon Live about um, Oregon players, basically how they got so bad, like the lack of discipline in the program last year. Right. Um, and, you know, lots of players skipping workouts, leaving workouts without even breaking a sweat, stuff like that. You go from that to a dude who is implementing, um, it's described as military, you know, military-grade workouts, your your butt might fall off. I would, um, I like I like that, to think that our podcast can occasionally have educational value. So I've gone to WebMD. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to read you some of the other ways in which you can... Uh, contract this particular muscular syndrome okay Uh, a crush injury such as from an auto accident fall or building collapse Mm -hmm. Uh, long-lasting muscle compression such as that caused by prolonged immobilization uh, after a fall or lying unconscious on a hard surface so Mm -hmm. like if you were uh c-lab 2021 uh you got trapped by a vending machine that tipped over or if uh, you were Peter, if you're Peter O'Toole, you sure. pass out real hard on a concrete platform. Yeah. Electrical shock injury, lightning strike, or third degree burn. Mm-hmm. Ven- venom from a snake or insect bite. And um, the use of alcohol or illegal drugs such as heroin, cocaine, or amphetamines. Oh hell yeah, the good shit. So that's how I get so, my revenue. So, so Oregon players. A week into a week into their new strength coach had this. It's as if he dropped a building on them. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm here to hit your ass with a lightning bolt, literally. Yeah, I call, I call this workout the '86 quake. 
Our yeah. strength, gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to your new strength coach, Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling you a bitch. The, the thing, too, I, I feel a little bad, a little bad, okay, for the strength coach. I feel much worse for the three players in the hospital. I'd like to make that clear, okay? Yeah, that's have, bad. We, we yeah. I think that's bad. That's real bad. He should be suspended. Yeah, maybe fired. I don't know. It's y'all's call, okay? He seems to feel real bad about it, and his boss seems to be doing all the right corrective things. Bad things happened, and somebody's trying to do the right thing afterwards, okay? It's not optimal, but it's what they're left with at the moment, okay? Uh, so you hope the three, uh, the three players are okay. I feel a little bad for the strength coach because I imagine he's probably done this workout before. Oh, man, I hope he has. Because if he hasn't, that's going to come out in court. But I, he's probably done this workout before, and he probably got there. And football players don't tell you when they're hurting at all. This isn't their fault, but they won't tell you because they're terrified of all of the horrible things that are just a, a, like a fact of life being labor, unpaid labor in a football program, right? There's somebody behind you. You can get cut. He's a new coach. You can get cut. And this guy comes in and does this horrible workout, and three of the players get rabdo, and he's like, well, this has never happened before. Well, chances are it was going to happen. But now it's happened, buddy. And on your sixth day in the job, you're suspended. And three players in the hospital with what hopefully won't be permanent damage to their kidneys. Has this happened before, dear listener? Oh, oh, it has. It's happened. It's happened on a much worse level. And it was just one paving stone on the way to the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Because. Huh. Yeah, it was about four years before. Yeah, uh, 2011. 2011 at Iowa. A workout around the same time of year, uh, which in this case was, uh, among other things, a body weight back squat. You had to put your body weight, whatever that happened to be, onto a bar and squat it 100, to- 100 times. I think you were time limited to like 17 or 20 minutes, something like that. Um, have you ever done uh, that, that that many heavy squats in a short span of time, either of you? Oh, yeah, like every day, yeah. Yep. I just, yep. I'm doing it right now, actually. Wait, you sound great, man. Thanks. Your form sucks on the internet. <laughs> Whatever you're doing is wrong. Uh, yeah, your, your form sucks. I'm deadlifting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wrong. <laughs> the fitness Reddit just follows you around all day. <laughs> <laughs> Our fitness and guys who went to eight CrossFit lessons or paid for certification following you around going, yeah, his form sucks. Yeah, that guy's Benedict Magnuson, and he can actually deadlift like 980 pounds. Yeah, man, but look at his knees. They're wrong. Anyway, so it was that. And uh, after this workout, which had a couple of other elements, 13 Iowa players were hospitalized. Ooh. 13. 13. Not three. Oregon suspending some guy for three. Okay. And again, I think we're all in agreement. Yeah, that constitutes some kind of professional malpractice on the trainer's part if three of your guys are getting a rhabdo, okay? So what's 13? 13. Efficient? Uh, it's more. Oh. I'm, I'm saying it's definitely more okay. than three. Uh, Can we, I, I, I don't... Listen, we don't want to just be preachy. We don't want to just pretend like we no. know everything because we have bad ideas too. Uh, we learned before we started recording that you yourself had a terrible workout idea that you 
it sounds like fairly seriously considered this past season. I did. And and I think this is a this this is a good way of transitioning out of it. By the way, before we get off that, he gave that uh, Kirk Ferentz gave that strength coach coach of the uh the assistant of the year, basically, like in an awards banquet like three months after that happened. Gave him assistant of the year. Go on. Well, listen, listen. If if you're grading it on the scale of who improved most over the course of the season, I think I think he earned it. Yeah, no more guys got it, right? Yeah. That's 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 man, that's like better than one hundred percent improvement if nobody else got it. It's amazing. The question from readers, and we're gonna answer a few of those tonight. It's from Brian Miles at Brian Mai on Twitter. What is the dumbest workout regimen? Oh, we got some <laughs> got some answers. Okay. Uh, but I do have one that I thought of. I kind of thought of uh, if you, if it were possible to bike across the United States and hit a town with a game in it, right? Like an actual FBS game, uh, moving west to east or east to west, try it both ways. And, um, I thought, you know, you could, could would it be possible to bike? Cause you know, you go a little bit faster on a bike than you think. Maybe. I don't a know. Little, a little. <laughs> Maybe some of you out there are like, yeah, dude, I can go like 30 miles an hour on a bike. This is like no problem. Yeah, you're not going 30 miles an hour on a bike. Your form sucks too. Yeah, your form. Oh, dude, your form's just, it's ass. It's just so bad. You're going to hurt your back. So I thought about, could you do this? So we tried to like line it up. And it's really actually a better question to say, could I get to three games this way? Do you like? And then I thought, oh, maybe we could just do a conference because it takes a long time. Like if you started on the West Coast to go west to east, it takes forever to get out of the West. It just takes forever getting out of the Pac-12 alone before you factor in weather, elevation, whatever you're pulling, where you're going to sleep, right? Whether you're going to be eaten by wolves. Everything you're describing is taught to you at a young age in the computer game, the Oregon Trail. All yeah. of it. And what usually happened to you in Oregon Trail? You died of dysentery. You start as the banker. <laughs> you start as the banker, undoubtedly. Listen, Boy, Jason, Jason, let me assure you, to... nobody who works in online media is starting as the fucking banker. Let no, me tell you, you if there's you, a, it's the easiest. If there's an American lesson, start, start as the as banker. The banker. <laughs> <laughs> what is everything what is, you need to know about success in America? What did 2016 tell you? It's a lot easier if you start as the banker. <laughs> um, but even then, they die of dysentery. That's that's the lesson because you can't get like I thought. If you start, oh, you could start in Eugene, and then week two you could get to nowhere. You, you go to Corvallis. <laughs> yeah, you can go to Corvallis, buddy. That's you it. Walk to and, and boom, now you live in Oregon. You're not coming <laughs> home. <laughs> then you could go back to Eugene. <laughs> just, just what, what, man? I never, I mean, I kind of, I thought about going to Eastern Washington, but whoo, that's a long way. They don't have, they don't have college football in Bend. Also, there's no real good way to do it because you can't go south because you'd have to go, like, there's just so many logistical issues. So I started to think about, you know, like, okay, this is obviously the dumbest workout ever to attempt to do this. I still don't know if it's the dumbest workout. It's a real dumb workout idea, but it's not the dumbest. Now, um, bicycling. That a thing that you do? Because I've never heard about this. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a quiet thing. It's quiet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We got a sneaky biker. I think the dumbest workout is whatever workout is in a magazine related to a movie. 
if a movie star did it to be like if you're like oh he did it for 300 well shoot no don't do that workout that is a workout yeah. a man did to specifically look a certain way when it was his job and he was being paid millions of dollars to do it it is not for you person with a desk job it is not for you at we've all we've just we've yeah any celebrity workout any any celebrity workout it's just not like it's you know no yeah no. i did the i did the how to lose a guy in 10 days workout <laughs> probably would like those guys probably like it's probably sad if you went and looked at the workout regimens of people who were in movies that you didn't think required workouts right like i seem to remember a story about drew barrymore and charlie's angels working out like three hours a day and like she still she still looked normal she still looked like a normal person this right is, but this is why the 80s were great because you'd go see indiana jones and you know harrison ford takes his shirt off and you'd be like oh there's no muscle definition there at all just hair hey he would do this he worked. Hey, for Temple of Doom, he worked with Jake the Body. Okay, he worked really hard. And and is that widely regarded as the worst of the three? Correct. The one where he looked the one where he actually tried. But here's a long list of workouts that you shouldn't ever try. Don't ever try a celebrity workout. Ever, ever. Just don't. Don't try the Wonder Woman workout. I looked it up. You know, just because one day you're like, I don't know, man. Which like the Wonder Woman workout looks pretty brutal. It is. It's really brutal. Don't ever do a 300 workout. Ever. Don't ever do a Jim Jones workout. Don't ever do a workout that you pulled at random with someone's name attached to it. Like, oh God, the American Sniper workout. Don't. Jim, Jim Jones workout, that's just miming basketball shots. Zip set! <laughs> I, I thought we were going with a different Jim, Jim Jones and I was very worried. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. That is third on the list of Jim Jones workouts. Now, now, you can do a celebrity workout, but you have to pick carefully. Like, if I saw the John Lovitz workout, yeah, I'd give that a go. Mm, the Brian Dennehy workout? All over the Brian Dennehy workout. Whatever John, Travol whatever John Travolta does. The Brian yeah. Cox workout. That sounds great. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, don't don't ever do. And by the way, don't ever do a workout that you just pull randomly off of uh, a website. I don't know. I'll just pick one at random. Like Muscle and Fitness, T Nation. Don't do it. Just do not. Especially if they say things like a harrowing 13 week cycle. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we talk about drugs. <laughs> a, de a devastating 12 week journey and that's all we self. talk about like foreclosure if you're if your workout if the description of your workout would also fit somebody's uh struggle to deal with chemotherapy it's not a good workout <laughs> if it has a russian's name in it no <laughs> that's a big no <laughs> like yitvinenkov smolov <laughs> igniatev no kasparov is okay yeah, the Kasparov workout yeah, the, fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine. Like, it's a little light ice skating. That's it, at best. In addition to, like, staring at a, at a board for hours at a time. But otherwise, don't mess with a workout that has a Russian's name. In fact, don't mess, out, don't mess with a workout that has a name. This gets into CrossFit. So you're like, oh, have you ever done Linda? No, fuck Linda. I don't even want to know Linda. You don't want to do Murph. Don't do a workout that's for the troops. Don't do it. You're not troops. Chances are, right? If you are, cool. Thank you. If, but you're probably not. Don't do workouts that are commemorative. Don't do workouts that have random numbers in their names. Just don't, right? Like, mm, the 569. Oh, yeah, it's 5.69. That's 
yeah, don't do it. If anyone offers it to you, just throw it back at them. What we're saying so, is Nordic track only. <laughs> Acceptable workouts for somebody who is... Shutdown yeah. Fullcast is not sponsored by any company except Nordic track. <laughs> we'll put on for Nordic track. Maybe jog to the fridge and do some sit-ups. And then well, yeah, here. Like, like, honey, why, why don't you, you want to, do you want to lift weights? Okay, cool. Why don't you just, here, take it, take, go, go do some starting strength, do one cycle, do it real light. There you go. Just do that. And, and you know what? Don't, don't try much else. Don't, yeah. And, and this is before you even get to diet. Don't, don't ever, like, don't ever do a diet with a name to go with all this. Cause guess what? Two weeks later, you'll put one or the other and it won't work. You're like, this bulking diet's really bullshit. You're like, yeah, you're huge. What did you stop working out? Yeah, I can't do both. I'm doing the Lovitz workout with the Steve Buscemi diet. It's not going great. <laughs> Listen, this Jack Black workout, it's amazing. He got pretty fit, though, relatively. Yeah, but you know what, man? I sympathize because he's, you'll understand. Like, you've seen football players, too, who um, they're just going to have a belly at all. Like, I remember Charles Lee was a wide receiver for the Bucks. A while ago, like probably now eight years ago, he had kind of a gut, even though he was like a wide receiver. And he's like, yeah, it's just never gone away. Like he's never. <laughs> and that's kind of what Jack Black is. You're like, you're always just kind of going to look like that, man. That's that's peak. Yeah, you'll, look like big, you'll look like a bigger version of that. It's medium. Like it's it's, me, it's medium key thick, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I can say that as a medium key thick person. Yeah, that's why I really like uh, that's why I really like professional wrestlers who go out you know easy 240 in beer weight bikini mankini trunks like yeah man reclaiming the male form <laughs> here we go that's that's where you're at that's really like goal wise that's what you should consider yourself so that's the the dumbest workout regimen pretty much all of them brian that's the answer should i tell I shouldn't tell everybody what my off-season project is, right? Do you have an off-season project? Uh, I have a couple, oh, but one of them one of them involves my body. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. That's. I think this is this is the this is the photo essay, right? Uh, no, better, better. The, the nudes will come later. They're part of it. The coach Ryan Napoli is the strength coach for the North Dakota State Bison. Somebody driving a truck. There are, um, there's a series of planes. Oh my god, uh, those are prop if, planes. Are you in 1942? I don't know what's the. F if I go dark, um, just tell them go Falcons. But I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is happening here. Um, you're you're being attacked by the Germans. Being attacked by World War One, the Kaiser. Yeah, Snoop <laughs> Snoopy's coming for that ass. The Red Baron. <laughs> Go kick a dachshund, buddy. He'll show the Kaiser. The, but I, Coach Ryan Napoli is the strength, assistant strength coach for the North Dakota State Bison. And on Twitter, me being a smart person, I was going through a review of strength coaches, as I'm wont to do from time to time. And um, I noticed that he looked like a bear. He just... He does. He, he looks like a bear. So 
I pointed that out and we started talking on Twitter because he didn't kill me after I pointed out that he looked like a bear because he looks like a bear. And he's going to put together a 10-week program for me. Well, yeah. we, we, we loved you. Um, we will honor your memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will, um, uh, in other news, the Shutdown Volcast will be seeking a new co-host for we're gonna the go 2017 ahead and season. Knock out our season preview series just to get Spencer on the record. Like like you know, like when you have a, a really long movie series and you have kind of an old actor, you know, like, well, maybe you ought to film all of Gandalf scenes right now. Dumbledore Dumbledore's uh gonna be lifting, so we're gonna go ahead and knock these out. Spencer's gonna be CGI this season. <laughs> you could do the clutch cargo thing they did with Bruce Lee in Game of Death where it's a picture of me, but it's one of your mouths moving like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> we'll do the thing they did in the in the in the in the Rogue One where like totally different person. Just yeah, just draw draw your face on him. Which yeah, w- that- which one do you want us? Which I mean, there have been a lot of Spencers. Do you want us to use current long beard Spencer? Do you want us to go back to shut down fullback days? No beard Spencer. Do you want I, there was bald Spencer in bald there? Bald Spencer, yeah. I think a vote. I think bearded is easier because you 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 don't have to match any facial similarities. Really, that's true. That's true. I'm just saying there's a possibility we could make an entire guess who game out of your different looks over the last what five years. You know, it's worked to keep the feds off me. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Um, the for the moment, but yeah, I have a ten week program that this guy's put together, and in addition to all of the other sort of elements of the thing. He he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to have, like, a really good arm workout twice a week because, you know, you got to have that. <laughs> like, I just like that on top of everything else, it was like, mm, no, you need beefy arms. That's, <laughs> that's not, like, this guy's a professional in the field, and even he's like, no, no, man, you got to have some ripped arms. <laughs> like, no, you know, okay, here's everything you'll obviously need. And, you know, to get your goals. And then on top of that, man, uh, you know, my trademark is beefy arms. You're like, I don't need beef. No, you got to have some beefy arms. So, so in 2017, look for a unnecessarily muscular man biking around SEC towns. <laughs> <laughs> Bike, biking, biking and cursing and going seven miles an hour uphill between here and Columbia, South Carolina. That mostly shaved bear can really move. <laughs> <laughs> That, you know, senior citizens are so active these days. Um, all right, I'm going to take a different question. This is from Terrapin Trombonist at K Butts. Is Mike Gundy growing a mullet to embarrass his kid the most dad thing ever? Mm. Here's, here, there. here's my initial of... thought. Growing it to embarrass his, like, embarrassing a family member by a sartorial or personal hygiene choice is not particularly dad. Here's what makes it dad. Drawing it out to absurd lengths. Like, if you did this for a week or a month, that could be very brother, cousin, even mom. But the the minute where you decide, like, no, I am going all in on this, and I am not blinking, and I am not backing down, even if it is against my own benefit, that is what makes it truly dad. Yeah, I think the acknowledgement that there's only so many stimuli and elements in your kid's life can make one of them irritating. It's so much more significant than if they make one irritating in yours. 
because you're an adult, you've got hundreds of irritants in your life every single day. A kid's environment's much smaller. They've only got like you, right? <laughs> so you're maximizing yourself. Yeah, so and when, really... that, that, it's you and when the PlayStation Network goes down. That's it. Right. So, so really like the real dad element is saying, man, I am so important in my kid's life. I've oriented everything around them. You know, I've given everything to them. I'm going to fucking grow a mullet just to piss this little fucker off. Like the that's other, Yeah. The that's other amazing. dad th- the other dad thing about this is talking about it a lot in public. Like I feel like <laughs> No, dad- I don't hate it. In fact, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, dads dads are way more willing to embarrass you in public, not necessarily because they think you'll learn something from it, but just cuz they think it's fucking funny. Yeah, and that you get other people in on the joke too. Oh yeah. This is, this is when it all you, you, dad's already won. He's just running up the score to an absurd point, right? This is also proof to me that Mike Gundy does not let his kids win games in the great. Oh no, no chance. No, not one, not a damn one. Right? Like this is if that monopoly game. It's going on till 3 a.m. There will be no concessions. No, you got, no, you got you got you got properties and mortgage there. What are you doing, Quentin? That ain't that's not the American dream. You keep going. What do you mean? You can't really win cards against humanity. <laughs> oh, oh, we will. <laughs> Dad, you're going to church. You've actually taught us not to say any of this. It's actually a really racist and offensive game. I don't care. I got this. Yeah, I mean, the like the serious dad thing is like you, you're teaching your kid a lesson, you know, like all this crap you care, like your fellow high school kids, what they think about you. Well, you'll never see those people ever again so long as you live. You know, like that's sort of the serious lesson is like none of this being cool stuff matters. Um, but that's not really <laughs> that's not really <laughs> the issue here. This is uh, to use the term. This is just trolling. Um, and once you reach a certain age, it's really, it's really like I mean, half I want of what you, you have I, to live for. I want you to think about it. A kid gets up every day and he, you know, wakes up and dad's like, Hey, I can take you to school. And it's just sitting there on his shoulders. Right? Like it's every minute. That's the brilliance of it. It doesn't go away. It doesn't have, he doesn't have to do anything. The mere presence of it's offensive. It's glorious. I admire this more now than when we first started talking about it. This is brilliant. And that's why you are the true dad. Oh, yeah. I got to, yeah, well, I'm also my dad's son. So <laughs> the, the, the mildly antagonistic to seriously antagonistic thing. Oh, yeah, that's in the genes, man. I can't do anything about that. Am I going to annoy my kids on purpose? Already do. It's already happening. See, this is a tricky one because Fencer has two boys and and boys are just wild animals from the minute they're born. Whereas my daughter, she has basically she has the exact same sense of humor as me, and is like totally perfect person to be around for about five more years. At which point, then I will join in on this. Yeah, and that's it's going to take some time. Whereas boys, man, from the jump. Well, this is this is assuming the hellscape part of Atlanta that you guys live in is even around. That's true. We'll all have fled to the mountains by then from all the burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The burning, the, cri- the burning crime, you know, the guns that the, shoot flame. The crime, crime burn, crime burns. Yeah. To the wholesome, to the wholesome mountains where the air to is the, clean. 
<laughs> to like somewhere safe, like Manhattan. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, that's why they have the lasers at Stone Mountain to keep away the the flame crime. That's right. It's the only safe spot in Atlanta, actually, is Stone Mountain. It's like The Walking Dead. You got to go in, you got to surrender to the great laser gods, and they'll protect you. The question that I want to ask next is from at Jones of Thrones, Adam Jones on Twitter. What FBS coach most resembles James Kahn in the program from a quote, no real proof he knows X's and O's, unquote, POV? Hmm. I got an answer, and it's real good. I do too, but I don't feel very nice about it. So you go first. The James Franklin. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yep. That's that's everybody's first answer is James Franklin. <laughs> yeah. I um. Can we pitch Les Miles in here? Because he was a coordinator for three years, like twenty years ago, and otherwise, no real evidence he has ever called plays and and you know offensive coordinators go in they don't come out that was the lsu you know that was the lsu program um i mean yeah if we're not doing current yeah that's he's right, totally, right, right, right. you can throw him in there that's fine he's current but, enough i mean i got another answer too to show you how important really knowing x's and o's is uh your current national champion coach <laughs> <laughs> oh has he ever been a coordinator Oh, yeah, that'd be negative. <laughs> negative Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah, he's he's never been a coordinator. And uh, look look how that worked out. In fact, you know, I, I, I know for a fact that he knows a bit about X's and O's. Urban Meyer was never a coordinator. Never. He might have serious input, but he was never a coordinator either. Right? But when I, I take, think about I, it, I too. I take it back. Dabo was listed as Clemson's OC for 2008. Which um, mm. not 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 his best season at Clemson. Yeah. That was the one. That was you know that was a transition year. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think that might be that might be titular. And I'm sure, by the way, when we say no real proof, he knows X's and O's. All the people that we have cited could blow us out of the water, right? Like it would not be close. James Franklin included. Oh, and for guys who don't know real X's and O's, James Franklin, uh, what did he do this past year? Oh, hired a new defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator who are both pretty pretty damn good. So that's how you get to do this. If you just like, oh yeah, that's not my thing, but I know people who can do it. I got a guy. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. What? Uh, you need offense? I got yeah, an offense. Guy. I got an offense guy in Fordham. It's cool. Yeah. No, I got a Tutties guy. We'll get him in. Get some Tutties for you. <laughs> Use authentic Penn State lingo. Czar of Tutties. Czar of Tutties. That's what we'll call him. You calling him James? Nope. Don't know a thing about him. Know a I guy got, who knows I, him, though. I got a guy who calls guys. <laughs> That's what, what it. Do you, what do you do here? I tell that guy to to call the guy who calls the calls the guy. I look into a 17-year-old stranger's eyes and tell him I love him, and he doesn't think it's weird <laughs> to call the cops. In fact, he follows me back to State College, Pennsylvania. That's That's the magic I bring here. Big 10 champs. Questions? Um, from Alt Middle Ryan on Twitter, Ryan M. Rust, I guess the Alt Middle, like, like memes about like being nice to people. I don't know. What is the most overrated college football mascot? Hmm. I have a personal opinion that it is Brutus the Buckeye, um, because it's just a fucking head. It, 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 there's no real personality behind it, right? 
Like, yeah, it's taken on the personality of like it thinks it's part of the team. Like because which, it doesn't it doesn't have the costume and it's wearing gloves. No one knows why. I do like the, the old. I do like the old, real old Brutus though. That looks like a kind of like a curling stone with legs. Yeah, no, no, the real evil looking one. That one. That yeah. one was kind of weird and sort of had like an HR puffin stuff look to it, which I appreciate it. Well, I mean, when you look at when you look at like you know mascots, because you could just say like mascots that obviously suck. Like I will always go after Willie the Wildcat at K State because they actually try to protect the intellectual property of Willie the Wildcat, which is like exactly twenty three cents of intellectual property. It's just a head you slap onto a dude. There's not even like a lot of effort. Like at least Goldie the Gopher has sleeves, right, and legs that are supposed to look like gopher fur. But but yeah, they actually try to protect it. But if you want to talk about like mascots that just don't contribute much, despite having like seriously like you know publicly lauded value, um, Big Al doesn't do much for me at Alabama. Like I always think a mascot at Alabama is just sort of unbecoming. It's like fun. It's like it's like putting a bow tie on a tank. It's wrong. Mm. The trunk is disturbingly floppy. I've never liked that. Yeah, you'd, you'd like a more rigid trunk. Well, it just looks. Yeah, I mean, look, it looks. It, it looks like you just jumped off. All right. Like should it have like a like a mace on the end of it? <laughs> yeah, sure. It should be like a stegosaurus tail. Yeah, I mean, like Al doesn't have much person. Like I feel like the duck is the archetypical mascot because yeah, yeah it's a terrifying. It's a terrifying Donald Duck that runs around and with its manic eyes sort of takes on its own personality of like, yeah, I don't know what that thing's going to do. And I'm a little terrified of it. Right. I don't yeah. think there's, I don't think there's much to, or Sparty, like Sparty has such a flat affect in the way he looks that it's hilarious. Right. And they all know how to play him or even Sebastian, right. Sebastian, the Ibis, you know, Sebastian, the Ibis got arrested by the cops. He can't do any wrong for the rest of like the existence of that mascot. That's fine. I but there's think, no... At- I do ahead. think any school where you have the live mascot and the costume version, I've always found that like a little... Like Texas has a costumed Bevo, right? But they also have Bevo. And I just don't yeah. understand what the point of that is. Like if you're just going to... Ha- like Colorado should just have Ralphie. They don't also need a costumed man in a buffalo. I, I, it, it seems superfluous to me. It makes sense at Georgia because... Well, it makes sense at Georgia because Ugga's like, oh, you want me to go all the way over there? Hell no. Right, because it's easier to keep the human in the suit alive. In 88 to 95 to 105 degree heat, yeah. It's much, much easier. I would also say that in terms of overrated mascots, yes in Ohio State, yes in Alabama. Mike, like the, 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 the plush Mike at LSU, I don't know, he does good work. He does. He tries. He brings props and stuff. He's the prop comic <laughs> of college football mascots. Yeah, he'll do costumes. I like a I like a themed costume mascot. Yeah, he does. He does like two or three for Halloween, right? Like that's entertaining. Minnesota's that, mascot he seems also to be does sort of this. Self-aware mascots kind of have to be self-aware, right? And yeah, yeah. Minnesota's mascot yeah, gets Goldie, all in on Halloween. And Goldie and Bucky have their they'll wrestle and stuff. And has the the wrestling match with Bucky for every yeah 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 but 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 
you know, like, I don't think you get much out of Obby. No, you don't, especially because they have an eagle. Well, they, they have an eagle, and then they have this kind of, like, you know, sort of tiger thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. With poorly groomed whiskers, it just doesn't... I mean, yeah, sure, it, it looks a little Cletus-y. Like, if, if a tiger could be Cletus-ish, it would be Obby the tiger. You just don't get much out of it. Now, I think the cruelest mascot in college sports, and I have to say that because it's not football-related, is St. Joe's uh, college basketball, the Hawk, because the university's motto, um, the hawk will never die, requires that this mascot has to flap its wings nonstop throughout every basketball game, including during halftime. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's no reason for that. No. <laughs> hawks, hawks take breaks. That's ridiculous. Also, what if he's just dormant? What if he's just chilling? What does sitting dead. have to do with dying? It's not a shark. Jesus. <laughs> I know. It doesn't have gills. Sorry, were you thinking of sharks? Oh, I'm sorry. You, you were thinking of sharks. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. Glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in short, I, I'm okay with Brutus being that, especially because he thinks he's part of the team but doesn't really have the sort of expression. Like, maybe if they change the expression on his face, but I, it sort of pairs with Ohio State football that they would have sort of an unfunny mascot. They're kind but of an unfunny program. The, the one good thing about Brutus is when Ohio State loses and he's still got that stupid grin on his face. <laughs> kind of slumping through like, you know, like like Clemson players are celebrating and oh, here comes well Brutus is trying to, you know, walk in such a way that his idiotic face it isn't ironic. Which that's, that's where, hard. I, if you remember when South Carolina pulled a fake pun on, on Georgia and I believe, what, 2011? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, Harry Dog. Harry Dog has this perpetual look of dissatisfaction and anger on his face. Right, right? He goes, sort of he like, goes, a, goes, like a like a villain in a Popeye cartoon. Right. <laughs> so when this happened, and a like two hundred and seventy pound defensive end scores on a fake punt, right? They runs past him in the end zone, and Harry Dog throws his hands up on his ears. He the surrender cobras. But he looks like the look is perfect. Like, oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> like the look is the look is perfect. Whenever Sparty, whenever Sparty, whenever Michigan State starts Spartying it up. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, because Sparty looks like his butthole super clenched. Which is perfect for Michigan State, man. Like that's that's ideal. This yeah, is, ne- this next is... time you see Sparty, just imagine him saying, don't poop, don't poop, don't poop, don't poop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, 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 and Purdue Pete just always looks kind of shocked and horrified. <laughs> Purdue Pete just got pulled out of a shipping container containing the bodies of every family member he ever knew or loved. <laughs> like, that's him. Purdue Pete's always in his focal moment as a serial killer, right? Some, some, some say living was the true death sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect for Purdue, man. That's great. Don't change a thing. You know, Kentucky's mascot looks like they just made it before the game, right? Like, <laughs> whoa, look, oh, it's just a wildcat. And I don't know, they taped some eyes to it. That's perfect. It's great. <laughs> Louisville's mascot looks like it's like angrily watching its entire life savings being lost on a single horse, which again, perfect for Louisville. And perfect. UCLA's mascot just sort of has a blank stare like, wait, were we supposed to, what? Oh, man, what happened? 
Yeah, I guess I'll walk over to the stadium. Wait, it's in Pasadena? He's, he's, oh, it's, man. It's like, as Bear Mascots go, UCLA is, is, Joe Bruin is super fucking sleepy. What's up? <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, cool. We got Chargers tickets. That's dope. Yeah, I will submit two more. I don't think a vehicle should be your mascot. I think that's extremely overrated. Like Georgia Tech's true mascot is Buzz, who's delightful because Buzz is uh, not human which is pretty good for Georgia Tech's line of thinking. And also Buzz, because the um, costume is super lo-fi. Like, yeah, he's it's, got chucks. He wears yeah. black chuck tailors. The com- it, and the, co- the, compound, the compound eyes are very good as well. Well, the compound eyes are good, but like Buzz is like super lo-fi and easy and cool. Uh, but a car, like the Ramblin' Wreck, I don't... Yeah, I, or the Sooner Schooner, I don't really... I don't care. The the only delight the Sooner Schooners ever brought anyone in this world is when it falls over. Now, I assume Papa John's Camaro is accepted from this. <laughs> yes, of course. Why what can I say? I'm not a I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> the billionaire gets to rev his Camaro at games. Oh boy. Um all right. Do we we want to keep going with questions? We got we got time, right? Sure. It's the off season. One, I think we have time for one more. I'm out of questions. I'm going to go with one that is a thin excuse. They, that's what we do for all these. Uh, this is from J.A. Clark at J.A. Clark underscore 13. How is this still a thing? Hey, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I have no idea. I was thinking about this when we did our last episode and forgot to say so. If you listen to this podcast, I legitimately don't know why. There are smarter podcasts about college football. Mm-hmm. You could be listening to podcasts they ain't play nobody. You could be listening to uh, Solid The better produced Solid Verbal. Yeah, yeah you could be listening. Not even just the ones that we have some sort of stake in. You could be listening to The Audible. You could be listening to Lindsay Schnell and Andy Stapel. These are all good podcasts. But you listen to this one. So, A, I don't know why. B, thank you for doing it. C, no, I really don't know why. You got a clue, Jason? Um... I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that about sums it up. I mean, like, there's something to be said for a thing that is just it's, its own extremely unique thing. And, like, you know, maybe it's this kind of thing where people approach it like, well, I, I know what it is. It's, it's, this, it's this thing that could only exist in this one specific place. Um, it's not really like anything else of its genre. And, again, that's, that's neither good or bad. Um, but I, I guess there's just something to be said for being doing something unique and repeating it. I don't fucking know. I got two words to explain what we do here and why we keep doing it. You ready? Muscle confusion. Muscle confusion, yeah. Also, a special post-episode bonus question from Allison DeJong on Twitter. I need a Bloomin' Onion Quest update, please. Oh, man. All right. So Outback reached out. Outback proper now, not just the Outback Bowl. King King Bloomin' him or herself. Todd hey, Outback. Todd, yeah, Todd. Todd Outback the third. It's a great guy. Um, they've reached out to me. They said that I will be hearing from someone on their marketing team Hopefully this week. I have yet. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday night. I have yet to hear anything, 
but I am hopeful and I think they I think they at least recognize that I am serious and need to be addressed in some way. I have not uh I have not gone so far as to suggest that um Spencer be the coconut shrimp. There is there is one I will say there is one thing that's giving me a little bit of pause. Um I won't read their whole DM to me. Um but they said Bloomin' Onion Man is on a break for now, but we are thinking about ways to build content around him for next football season. And it was the season part that sort of I, I think I accidentally signed <laughs> up gotta be Bloomin Onion. I think I Every accidentally week. signed up for three months of Bloomin' Onion Man, which again, <laughs> thank you, college football, for being very short. I'm really yeah, worried. So- I'm really worried about developing intellectual property around the concept of Bloomin' Onion Man. Man, your character is going to evolve. You're going to go through such an arc throughout the course of the season as Bloomin' Onion Man. You're gonna, we gotta, we gotta have a goal for you, man. Oh, Bloomin' Onion Man murders Larry Culpepper. <laughs> I was going to say Bloomin' Onion Man finds his real dad. Loaded Bloomin' Onion. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a drinking problem. <laughs> So, um, y'all, uh, hashtag frying nanny and, and obliterate Outback's mentions, folks. We got, we got nothing else to live for. It's so confusing that this is actually going to work. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's, that's the sound of faith. That's speaking it into existence. Oh, man. You're going to meet your dad. <laughs> It's time to take your body care routine to the next level. Introducing Osea's bestseller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil and Body Butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts-of-the-earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat yourself to glowing, healthy skin this summer with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, you can get the Best Sellers Body Care Set valued at $78 for 33% off. Use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER.